Welcome to another message from Columbus First Assembly. Thanks for listening as we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God. Our hope is that you're encouraged by today's message. We're going to go to God's word. And this is something I've been wanting to share for a few weeks. I was trying to decide when the Holy Spirit wanted me to share it. And this seemed to be the appropriate week. God, I just don't understand. What's going on, Lord? Why are these things happening? Why are the things I've been praying for not happening? These are questions that many of us have. These are questions that, that I have. Even as, even as your, your pastor from time to time, I, I walk through this stuff. I don't just preach um, based on what I have learned, a lot of times I'm preaching out of my life. I'm preaching out of what I'm walking through. I want you to go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, coming up on the screen to save time today. Also, there is a note sheet. Hopefully, you grab them off of the back table. If not, maybe when you go home, you want to do so. But uh, in Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, the Word of God says this, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are, and look at those words. You may want to underline them on your notes. My ways are far beyond. They're just not beyond. They're far beyond. My ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Here's my key thought this morning. Also in your notes, coming up on the screen. As a follower of Jesus Christ, it is vital to remember that God exists, thinks, plans, and acts on a so much higher plane that often the only thing we can do is trust. As a follower of Jesus Christ, it is vital to remember that God exists, thinks, plans, and acts on a so much higher plane that often the only thing we can do is trust. This is a graphic I saw on social media this week, and uh, I saw it and I thought, I'm just going to put this into the message. Just because I don't understand God's plans does not mean that he is not with me. Oh, too often we look at our circumstances and we don't understand and we think, where is God? Why isn't he with me? Just because I don't understand God's plans does not mean that he is not with me. There are times in our lives when we wonder, if God is really aware of what we're going through, does he see my problems? Does he see my needs? Does he see my frustrations with my job, with my kids, with my spouse, with school, with the economy, and I could throw in, or with the elections, the result of the elections, whether you're for or not for, however they're going? Here's the thing. And I read this this morning in the paper. No matter who is going to be in the office, the country is incredibly divided, more divided now the margin is so, so narrow. So if you're frustrated with the election and the results, sometimes you start to wonder, especially as time goes by, does God even care about what's going on in my life? Or, or you might even think, where are you, God? And yet there's only silence. This is a message for you. I've titled it today, God Knows and God Cares. My title is God Knows and God Cares. And Christie created the graphic of, of the world and the, the 
hands holding the world. And when I saw the graphic that she had chosen for my message, it brought back a song to me. Some of you probably can remember, think of what song I'm thinking of. One I learned as a kid. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. But then I remembered one verse. He's got you and me, brother, in his hands. He's got you and me, sister, in his hands. It goes from the world to us. And so that's why I subtitled the message, He's Got Me in His Hands. I want you to leave this morning realizing once again, He's got you in His hands. He knows, He cares, He's got you in His hands. Does God care if I find a job? Yes. Does He care if I'm in pain? Yes. Does he know I'm ready to give up on my marriage? Yes, he knows. Well, does he care? Yes. Does he care that my heart has been broken by someone I trusted and I just can't seem to get over it? Yes, he cares. And I want to talk to some of you that are online today, this morning, as I was doing my early morning prep. I, I come in early and review my message. I just really felt I wanted to talk to some of you online. I know some of you are home, would normally be here because of illness. And, and um, does God know? Does God care? You know, you can't get out due to your illness or your compromised immune system. Or, or maybe you're home today and you're, you're frightened, you're worried, you're lonely, you're depressed. And I just sense that maybe there's somebody online today, you're wondering, is it even worth it anymore? I'm just done with life. Hear me. God knows. God cares. He's got you in his hands. It's difficult to be quarantined and not able to go out for fear of your own health or the health of others. God knows. God cares. God has you in his hands. In your notes this morning, the very first point I'm making actually repeats most of the title. But if you grab your note sheet and fill in these blanks, point one this morning is God knows, God cares. But this is the third point. God is working. God is working. God knows, God cares, and God is working. And you might be saying, well, how can I believe that I have been struggling for so long? I haven't seen God working. I've been dealing with this issue for so long, I haven't seen God working. I just want to remind you that the Bible shows us from cover to cover that God is watching out for his children. He cares about them, he loves them, and he is working. And the Bible from cover to cover also shows us that many of God's servants walk through difficult times and difficult things, but God was still there and still working and often at a higher plane. Think with me for a moment. The Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, the great New Testament church planter, ends up for months and months in prison, chained to guards for his faith. And what does he do while he's there? He decides to use the time to write letters to churches that he planted, to men and women that he loved. And so he wrote these letters. He dictated them. Somebody else wrote them. And he got them to the churches 
Little did Paul know at that time when he was in prison that he was being inspired by the Holy Spirit. And that which we now have as a third of our New Testament are these letters that the Apostle Paul wrote from jail. See, God was working at a higher plane. Paul was in jail. He was just trying to encourage people. God was working at a higher plane. Going all the way back to the book of Genesis, we have the man Joseph. Joseph, one of the 12 sons. His brothers don't like him, so they sell him into slavery. He ends up as a slave to a man named Potiphar. Things start going well, and then Potiphar's wife tries to seduce him, and circumstances take place, and now Joseph is in jail, prison, for years. He serves faithfully in prison, but behind, under the surface, God is doing something. God knew, God cared, God was working. And the higher plane that God was working on was he was getting Joseph ready to be positioned as the second highest ruler in all of Egypt. And he was going to save that part of the world from starvation, including his own family including the brothers that sold him as a slave. Yes, God knew. Yes, God cared. But God was working. And once again, Isaiah, what, how was God working? God was working at a much higher plane. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. What are you walking through this morning? What is God doing? He may be doing things that are far beyond anything you can imagine. There are two areas in my life which I most struggle in my walk with God, and I'll just be honest. His timing. God, God rarely seems to do what I hope God would do when I expect God to do it or want God to do it. Oftentimes, he just, he just seems to take his sweet old time Then the second thing is his silence, when he chooses not to tell me what he's up to. And oftentimes the timing and the silence go hand in hand. And you today, maybe you online at home, you may have been in your circumstances for a while. God has not forgotten you. Keep on praying, keep on trusting, keep on believing. You may wonder why God has not heard your prayers. I'm going to tell you, he is hearing your prayers Keep on praying, keep on serving him. Oh, but it's taking so long. Yeah, but God knows, God cares, God is working. He really does care about you. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verses 29 through 31. He said, what is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin. But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. God knows. God cares. God is working. But I've been depressed for months. God knows. God cares. God is working. I've been hurting for months. God knows. God cares. God is working. Don't be afraid. You're more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. I want to tell you a story. 
It's a story that impacted me when I first heard it well over 25 years ago. I was back in the state of Kansas, pastoring, and I went to a minister's event. There were a couple of them during the year in which uh, specific speakers would come in and encourage pastors of local churches, and I was, I was at one. And I heard this story about 25 years ago. But the incident in which took place there actually took place many years before it was shared with our group. It took place in what I'll call the dark ages, before there were cell phones. When people who needed to make a phone call were, when they were on the road would use one of those. Yeah, I wonder what Superman does now. You have to be old enough to remember that in the old days in the comics, he used the phone booth to change into his Superman costume. There was no cell phone. You had to, if you were on the road, make a phone call in a phone booth. And there was this thing called an operator that you could actually dial up, and they could place a person-to-person call. It was also during a time when there was no Google, no internet, and you just couldn't find out how to contact people with a few key words in your search engine. I mean, this was the dark ages for us right now. Some of you young people, let's just face it, you have no idea how hard it was back when I was your age to find out information, but we got by. This actually happened to one of our Assemblies of God evangelists by the name of Ken Gobb. He was out of Yakima, Washington. Ken was an evangelist who traveled the United States with his family in a large motorhome. Ken had been doing this for a number of years, but in this particular season, it was a difficult season for this evangelist. He was depressed. He said he was burned out. Ministry just wasn't what it was. It wasn't as effective. His services had not been going that well. His prayer time no longer had the spark it once had, and it felt to him like he had not heard from the Lord in a long, long time. And during this particular season, he was even considering whether he was to continue in this ministry any longer. Ken and his family were driving across the state of Ohio. And as they were driving, Ken commented to his wife and said these words, I think God has lost my phone number. He just hasn't talked to me in a long, long time. I don't know, maybe you can relate. It just seems like, some people say it's like the heavens are brass. I think God has lost my phone number. He just hasn't talked to me in a long, long time. As they started to approach Columbus, Ohio, there was a pizza hut on the side of the road. It was near noon, and the kids in the back said, oh, can we go to Pizza Hut? So Ken pulled the motorhome into the Pizza Hut parking lot and let the family off, but he mentioned to his wife and kids, he says, you know what? I'm just not hungry. Why don't you go on in? Why don't you have lunch? I'm just going to drive down the road a little bit. I'm going to find a a place to pick up a soft drink. And I just 
want to be alone. So the family got out of the motor home, went into the Pizza Hut, and Ken drove down another mile or two and saw Dairy Queen. Pulled his motor home into the Dairy Queen and got out, walked up to the counter and, and got a soft drink. And then he began to walk back towards his motorhome. And just as he was walking by the phone booth that was sitting out in the parking lot of the Dairy Queen, the phone started ringing in the phone booth. He looked around, he looked over his shoulders, thinking somebody was expecting a phone call and would go running to the phone booth to answer it. There was nobody around. So Ken passed the phone booth with the ringing phone and continued to go to his motorhome, but on an impulse. He just thought, you know what, I'm going to go and answer it. So he goes into this phone booth, picks up the receiver, and says, hello. This is the long-distance operator. Is this Ken Gobb? I have a long-distance person-to-person call for Ken Gobb. Now remember, he's in Columbus, Ohio. He's at a Dairy Queen. And his first thought was, and you've got to be old enough to understand this. I said, this story's old. He thought he might be on candid camera. He starts making sure his hair looked good, kind of looked around for where the camera would be. He couldn't, he, he couldn't, what? How would somebody do that. But the operator said again, uh, is this Ken Gobb? And finally he said, yes, as far as I know, this is him. And, and another voice he heard said, yes, operator, yes, operator, I believe, I believe that's him. I recognize his voice. And then the girl on the other end of the line told this story. She said, oh, Reverend God, Gobb, oh, Reverend Gobb, I am so happy that I have got a hold of you today. I just finished a note. I'd made up my mind that I was going to commit suicide. There were no answers for me, but I, but I cried out to God, and I said, God, if you really are God, please help me through this dilemma. And as I was praying that prayer, a series of numbers came into my mind, and I jotted them down not knowing if what they were, they looked like a phone number, but I didn't know if they were a real phone number or not. And as I was looking down at those numbers, another thought came to mind, and I said, could this be the number of Reverend Gob? And I thought if it were, that would certainly be a miracle. She went on, she said, uh, Reverend Gob, I've seen you on television a couple of times, and every time that I saw you, you always ministered to me. And as I sat there looking at the number, I wondered if this could be the number for your ministry headquarters. And so I finally decided to give it a try. Called the operator, gave her the number, and placed a person-to-person -person call, not dreaming that I would reach you. I just expected that I would get a, a, a receptionist or a, or, or a secretary in your office. And I am so glad that it just went directly to you and you picked it up. My dear sister, Reverend Gobb said, you have not reached my office. You have reached a telephone booth outside a Dairy Queen in Columbus, Ohio, 
thousand miles away from my office. And after both of them got over the shock, Ken began to minister to that young woman. He prayed with her about her difficult situation. And right then and there, he led her to the Lord Jesus Christ right on the phone. When Ken hung up the phone in that phone booth, there was something different about Ken. That discouraged, burned out, depressed pastor, evangelist who walked into that phone booth, had gone to that Dairy Queen just to pick up a soft drink because he wasn't even sure if he should be in ministry. He bounded out of that. He went quickly, got into his motor home, drove back to the Pizza Hut where his family is. His wife got in, and she looked, and she knew there was something different. There was this huge smile on his face, and he said, Honey, you won't believe what just happened to me. God has not lost my phone number. He just gave it out to a woman who was in need. That's our God. He knows. He cares. And he's working. In all kinds of different ways, a frustrated, depressed, burned-out minister that day got what he needed. A hurting woman got what she needed because God knows, God cares, and God is working. I wish I had an answer for why God chooses the timing that he does, why he seems to delay. Why, you think about it. Why didn't he talk to that frustrated minister sooner? Why didn't he minister to him sooner? Why, why did he let him get to the point of almost giving up? I don't know. But here's something else I do know. It's point two in your notes. Here's something else I do know. God never wastes an experience. God never wastes an experience. Yes, he knows, he cares, and he's working, and he won't waste an experience. If you will just hang in there with God, God will use the time you are going through in some phenomenal ways. Here's a little phrase that I made up to help you remember this. Don't give up. Don't give in. God never wastes an experience walked through with him. You who are struggling today, don't give up. Don't give in. God never wastes an experience for those who walk through with him. And the second thing I've learned is this. Heard it said many times, you have to go through a test to have a testimony. You have to go through a test to have a testimony. See, God saw a frustrated evangelist driving through Ohio, and he used it to not only touch the man, the lady on the phone, and his family. Remember, that story was shared with a bunch of ministers at a district event, and all of our faith was boosted that day. And that was 25 years ago. I thought of this story off and on over the years, at times when I was tired. Do you know what? God knows, God cares, God is working. He gave a woman a phone number of a phone booth because she needed help and a frustrated evangelist needed help. God will take care of me. He never wastes an experience. And guess what? That story's been shared at lots of events. I share it with you today. And here, 25, 30, 40 years maybe after this event took place, 
Maybe your heart is being lifted because of how God cared for. A frustrated evangelist, a hurting woman, and others. God knows. God cares. God is working and he never wastes an experience. Romans 8.28. One of my life verses, recently I had somebody ask me a question about what are some of your life verses. And a life verse is just a verse that you've been hanging on to, you've repeated to yourself, it's ministered to you for many, many, many years. And Romans 8.28 is one of mine. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. We know that all things, the difficult and the good, they work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. So my encouragement to you this morning, hang on. You can trust God. Keep praying. Let's see what God is going to do for you. Remember, his ways are higher and his thoughts are higher. And God is saying to you and he's saying to me, I really love you, trust me. My ways are higher, I really love you. You don't see what I see, nor do you know what I am up to. I am working on something bigger and deeper. And we can take a great deal of comfort in knowing that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. Michaela, if I can have you slip up to the keyboard. I'm going to pray this morning. I really sense I just want to pray for some hearts. I'm going to pray for some hearts at home. I'm going to pray for some hearts here. This morning, what are you struggling with? What are you walking through? Where are you at? God knows. God cares. God is working. Bow your heads, bow your hearts. Lord, you inspired Peter to write these words, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Lord, this morning, we are going to cast our cares upon you. You are good, and you do only good. And Lord, we just need, this morning, a bit of inspiration in our, in our hearts and in our minds. It's going to take a few moments and not speak, but talk to the Lord about what is on your mind today, whether it's illness, whether it's financial difficulties, whether it's relational difficulties, whether it's depression or loneliness, whether you're the individual that I spoke about who's just about ready to give up. You know, is it worth it? The Holy Spirit wants to minister to you. Just Take it to him. Cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you.
Now let me pray the scripture over you this morning. Father, you have reminded all of your people for thousands of years that your thoughts are nothing like our thoughts. And your ways are far beyond anything that we can imagine. Father, help us to remember that and to believe it. That you are thinking about us, but our thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. Your thoughts are greater, bigger. And your ways, the way that you're working on planet Earth, are far beyond anything that we can imagine. Then you, you illustrate it for us, Lord, for just as the heavens are higher than the earth, as we look up into the heavens, and we see the stars so many, hundreds of thousands and millions of light years away. You tell us that your ways are higher than our ways. And your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Father, I pray that you would release faith in our lives this morning as we cast our cares upon you, as you care for us. Thank you that you love us. I thank you for the story that I was able to share that has ministered to my heart. May it minister to the hearts of others. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you, would you stand? I want us to sing that chorus again. God, you're so good. You're so good to me. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your love, for your grace. Thank you, Father. Sweep over us here in this room, for those at home. Manifest your presence in each living room or kitchen or bedroom or wherever this is being watched. Lord, administer to hearts. Pray in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Please be seated. I'm going to say goodbye to our online audience. Uh, our service actually isn't over here in the building. We have a, a very special missions presentation coming up. But unfortunately, because of the area of the world in which our missionary serves, uh, this cannot be streamed online. Uh, it, is, it, it could put this individual as well as the people that they serve uh, in danger. And so we are going to have to say goodbye to you, but we love you. Be blessed. Thank you for 
joining us today. I, I, I'm just thinking about you, Betsy. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're on, and there's uh, the Lemons, you're on, and I, the Burtons, I'm, I'm sure you're on. We're, we're thinking about you. We love you. We're praying for you. Peggy, I don't know if you're watching or if you're going to watch it on demand, but we love you. And if this message or this service has blessed you in some way, would you, would you share it? Would you share it in your social platform? Would you uh, uh, maybe copy the link? Maybe send it to a friend. Say, hey, there was this story. You wouldn't believe this story that I heard today. I don't know. Because there are other people that need to be blessed. Online audience, God bless you. Pastor Evan's going to give you some information as to how you can uh, communicate with the church and uh, let us know uh, if you have any prayer needs or if you would like to give your heart to Jesus, we'll do that. But for now, we're going to say goodbye to you online. And then for those of you that are still in the building, we have a couple of very, very special things. You've been listening to a message from Columbus First Assembly. We hope that you've been encouraged in your spiritual journey. If you're not part of a local church and would like to attend one of our regular services, our church is located at the corner of 10th and Iowa Street in Columbus, Indiana. Our Sunday morning worship services start at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday evening studies begin at 7 p.m. And while you're online, check out our website at columbusfirstassembly.org for details and information about our church. You will also find other messages and series that you can listen to or download. Thanks for spending some time with us and for taking advantage of this resource from Columbus First Assembly, where we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God.